Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Warning. Guests of The Roy Green Show may experience the truth, being in the hot seat, and in some cases, crying. The Roy Green Show continues on the Chorus Radio Network. Next weekend is the 15th anniversary of uh, the September 11 attack by uh, terrorists on the World Trade Center. And if it doesn't still make you angry, then you can't have been alive at that time. I just uh, reviewed some of the information this morning. I looked at some video. I thought about all the people. And we're going to be talking to uh, Dr. Frank Stecci in the next hour. Frank is a good friend of mine. He's a forensic dentist in Hamilton, Ontario. And Frank was called in by the emergency personnel, the uh, organizations that were responsible for um, coming to a conclusion about who did what. But there was the task of identifying the people who were in the World Trade Center. And it took, in many cases, forensic dentistry. And what happened in New York in those days, right after 9-11, was... Um, well, you'll hear Frank tell the story in the next hour. I won't be here next weekend, so that's why we're doing it this weekend. We have to, I just feel it compelled to do this and hear, hear Frank's story. His experience. I mean, I was there the uh, the following year on the first anniversary. We did a network broadcast from WOR Studios. And I'll never forget walking the perimeter fence of the St. Paul's Cathedral, which was right across the road from where the World Trade Center had stood. And that cathedral was not touched. It was not damaged in the slightest. Massive towers crashing. We've all seen the video. Some of us saw it live. That cathedral right across the road was not touched. Neither was the fence around the cathedral itself. And we saw all these thousands of messages that were pinned to the fence, ad hoc. And I'll never forget a little cardboard, piece of cardboard that was hung on the fence. And in a child's writing, it said, I love you, Daddy. That um, that took that took the air right out of me. So Frank Stetchy will be with us in the next hour. Uh, political correctness. Let's get a political correctness. All right. We've talked a lot about political correctness, and 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 it becomes a frustrating reality for people because political correctness seems to at times exist for only for it, for, for 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 its own um, needs. And it's used to, and I've heard people say this on this program, we've said it on this program, 
that it is used, it is employed to intimidate people and are not speaking their minds. Accusations are directed your way, like Premier Wynne of Ontario and Premier Cuillard of uh, Quebec saying when, not so long ago, just after the election of Justin Trudeau's government, Canadians in significant majority numbers were expressing their concern that security um, arrangements, security screening, may not be what it should be for the Syrian refugees the government was pledging to bring into this country. 25, then 50,000. And shortly afterward, Premier Wynne and Premier Cuillard suggested, well, you know, that probably was sort of a racist tendency that was rising among Canadians. No, it wasn't. She called us all racists if we questioned the security screening. And who called her to task immediately? The former Premier of British Columbia, Ujjal Dosange, who himself was an immigrant from India. And he took uh, Premier Wynne to task. I don't think Premier responded. Doesn't tend to respond very much, does she? Political correctness is uh, what Angus Reid polling got at with Canadians. And the majority of Canadians say political correctness has gone too far. I'm quoting from the Angus Reid release. And joining me on the program to talk about this is Shaki Curl. She's the executive director of Angus Reid polling. It's such a such an important issue to uh, to get at, Shaki, and the and the numbers are well the numbers are, are quite telling. So before we get thank you for joining us. Before we get into the numbers, did did you define what political correctness is when you call people or did you just ask them about political correctness? Well, hi, Roy. Happy to be here. Always a pleasure to be with you. Um, we poll online, and so we have the ability to really sort of put um, words in front of people, put definitions in front of people. But, you know, when it comes to political correctness, this isn't, this isn't a new debate. This isn't a new issue that we like to uh, talk about as Canadians and, frankly, across North America. And this is certainly not the first time I've done talk radio talking about political correctness. So sometimes you don't need to define a giraffe. For people to know what a giraffe is. People get it. They understand yeah, they the concept they and do. the notion of, of political correctness. Yeah. Uh, and they have such a typically Canadian response to it. And I'll explain what I mean. So on one hand, big majorities of us in this country believe that political correctness has gone too far. Uh, a vast majority of us uh, believe that uh, people are too easily offended by words and language used in day-to-day uh, in day-to-day discourse, but at the same time, uh, we are inclined to hold our tongues uh, quite a bit of the time uh, and not say things. And, and we subscribe to the notion that there are certain things that you just shouldn't say in front of strangers. And why, as Canadians, do we do this? Because we want to be polite. And because we don't want to give offense. That's the reason Canadians identify for self-censoring and for holding their tongues. So on one hand, political correctness has gone too far in the minds of Canadians. On the other hand, when it comes to fastening those shackles of political correctness, we're actually sometimes putting those shackles on our own ankles. So we're in conflict with ourselves. Very Canadian. We don't want to give offense. Very Canadian. Well, well said. 
Yeah, 78% of Canadians agree there are certain things you just shouldn't express in front of people you don't know, while 80% believe it seems like you can't say anything without offending someone these days. And then you got 67% of Canadians saying too many people are easily offended over the language of others. What does that mean? Well, I think there's a sense that, uh, you know, I think... And, and I come from a minority background. I know what it is to have racial epithets hurled at me, uh, especially when I was a kid. doesn't happen anymore. Maybe thank political correctness for that. I think we went through a period 30, 40 years ago where we got out of the habit of being deliberate jerks about describing people in certain ways and being deliberately uh, negative in the way that we uh, describe people. Call that the Archie Bunker era, right? You know, Archie was wanted to say all kinds of things, but frankly, some of those things you just don't say. And people didn't want to say. And you don't want to say anymore. Uh, Yeah. And they don't want to see it anymore, and they recognize that, you know what, that probably was unnecessarily hurtful. It was wrong. It was it was just kind of a jerk thing to do when we got out of the, the business of, of saying those things. There's certain words, there's certain epithets you just don't say in polite company anymore. But is that what it's is that what the survey is about? Uh, Shaki, you know, was that what the survey was about? I think now we're into and we talk about this, sort of the notion that you can't talk about certain things, you can't say certain things, that politicians you you used uh, the example of Premier Wynn and excellent example here out on the west coast of Canada uh, when we talk about offshore money driving up real estate prices in greater Vancouver and in Toronto, uh, there are politicians who will say, well, this is anti-Asian sentiment. This is racist sentiment in another way. No, it's a sentiment that we're being too lax with the, the offshore money we're allowing into the country. So this is what people are bristling at now. Mm-hmm. It is not about being deliberately hurtful or deliberately thoughtless or careless. It is now about this sense that you just can't say anything without somebody almost using political correctness as a crutch. No, I I, I just want to read this to you. I read it last hour. I read it yesterday. We talked about it yesterday. And it being the Peel Board of Education deciding, or at least the Director of Education has said, that by the end of the school year, no longer will any clothing bearing the logos of, for example, the Chicago Blackhawks, the Atlanta Braves, the Kansas City Chiefs, the Washington Redskins, be allowed to be worn to school because it would be potentially hurtful to people. So we talked about it, and I talked to with a with a, uh, a broadcaster from a Chicago sports station about this because he'd written a column about it online, and they were talking about it on, on air. Mm-hmm. So we, so so I brought this up. So now here's the email that I received. Hi, Roy. I'm an Ojibwe Indian from Curve Lake First Nation. What the hell are you and Tim complaining about? We Indians don't care about the team logos of Washington, Chicago, Kansas City, or Atlanta. We're thick-skinned, and that's something we don't think about. Do you know what we think about? Poisonous water on our reserves, suicides on our reserves, murdered Indian women, etc. You people are white. Why the heck are you feeling all politically correct about something that doesn't concern you? Go Blackhawks, go Redskins, go Braves, go Chiefs. What's next? Feeling sorry for the Blue Jays? Great show as always. You know, and I, I couldn't agree with, with that writer more. I mean, I, I am I am not of the Christian faith, but I say Merry Christmas with as much gusto as the next person. And this idea... What, what what pisses me off, frankly, can I say that at the 3 o'clock You hour? certainly may. I, you know, which just completely flummoxes me, is this idea that the retailers and governments feel like they can't say Merry Christmas because somehow I'm going to get offended. Yeah. Give it up. Give it up. 
I'm not offended if you say Merry Christmas. Why? Because it's a nice, it's like back to Canadianism. It's a very nice thing to say. There is no malintent in there, right? right? So we as Canadians are just getting particularly fed up with this sense that every day it's a new thing. And particularly that people are dreaming up new ways of being politically correct without anyone actually identifying a problem. And we get worried about, we we get worried before we open our mouths. Instead of giving other people credit to, to they'll understand what it is we're getting at, and we can get into a really interesting and positive and a useful debate. How about just ask a question? How about that? Would you be offended if we did this? Is this (laughs) offensive to you? It's not my intention to give offense. No, actually, I don't have a problem with it. Great, done. And you know, you get you get you get positive conversations going. You get you get get positive results. Exactly. You actually have some free flowing dialogue rather than everyone feeling bottled up and people feeling resentful. And then people taking this sense of misplaced resentment out on those who they perceive to be the problem who aren't actually the problem at all. You know what? I almost enjoy talking to you because you're the one pollster who comes on the show and doesn't say, on the other hand. Well, I mean, you call it the way I, you see I, it, I and the way the numbers, what the, the what, the, what the study I tells you, the data, yeah, you know? absolutely. And I appreciate your interpreting it because this is something that we have to get around. We have to, we have to stop being afraid. We have to, be, you know, we're all sort of living in the same place. So let's get together and let's talk things through. And when we can't, we hit a roadblock. We'll figure it out. There is an insidiousness, Roy, around political correctness that, that we now see fomenting itself south of the border with Donald Trump, which is this anti-politically correct, this, this Fox News notion of the war on Christmas, which I just talked about. It actually gives rise for bigots to speak truth now. Uh, because they they feel that because we all feel that political correctness has gone too far, and it's almost as though some folks are now using it as a wedge issue to foment some really bad stuff. So here is the net effect of everyone trying to be super polite and sort of leading everyone to a sense where they have to clam up. It gives those who want to really do some damage, the license to do it, because we all feel like this has gone too far. Shaki, thank you for the time. I appreciate it. My, my pleasure. Anytime, Roy. Good talking to you, Shaki Curl from Angus Reed Polling. We're back in a minute on The Green Show. Stay with us.